All right, welcome to Stop Questioning Everything, uh, the official podcast of Drug Receipts. This is a podcast where we talk about art, subversion, science, skepticism, skating, lifestyle, all the pillars of the Drug Receipts Project. Today is February 24th, 2022, at least that's the date here in Texas, in the U.S. This is episode number five, and my name is Arlo Eisenberg. I'm the host of this Drug Receipts podcast, and I am also the uh, the artist behind the Drug Receipts project. So we've got a lot on the slate today. We've got Tyler Shields on. He is one of the uh, collaborators of Drug Receipts, along with Brooke Howard-Smith and myself. Um, and we are going to get into some traits uh, with Tyler. We're going to talk about art. We're going to talk about his photography. And we're going to look at some of the crossovers into the Drug Receipts NFT collection. Some of them you've, you will have already seen on the Discord, uh, but there are some that you haven't seen yet. And so we're going to drop some brand new traits here, some brand new alpha, and probably maybe even a super exclusive one of one. For anyone who saw the episode last time, we dropped the uh, our first sneak peek look at the Cap Red Devil. That was a one of one. So we'll see what we can uh, dig up for you guys here. But I think if you stick around, you'll you'll like what we what we have. It's something very special. As always, at the end of the show, we'll get into a little more long form, deep conversation. We'll do some skeptic talk. We're gonna me- mess with the uh, we're gonna mess with the um, the arrangement of the show a little bit, the structure. But to most of you, you probably won't even notice. So before we get into our routine checkup, where we're going to check in with Jesse and we'll go over some news items, because we've got plenty of news items, uh, I'll just go over a few brief things. Actually, I was on the uh, 11th Hour podcast earlier this afternoon with Brooke. That's the Fluff World podcast hosted by Brooke. And he introduced drug receipts to the Fluff community. Some of you are already from the Fluff community. You guys got in early, but he announced it to the broader audience. So we'll see if that what impact that has on our community here. We we do expect to see more of the Fluffle represented uh, around here, around our Discord and other uh, drug receipts properties. Um, but when we check in with Jesse, we'll talk about all the new communities coming into the drug receipts community, uh, and we'll we'll introduce and welcome all of them. On Brooks' eleventh hour podcast, he he began with a very uh, eloquent um, acknowledgement of the global conflict right now, the strife. Um, Russia has invaded Ukraine, so that is uh, throwing the entire world into a bit of. Uh, if not chaos, certainly it's cause for everyone to be concerned. So I would like to acknowledge that as well. Uh, Brooke, you know, as, as he mentioned on his podcast, they actually have several team members that are in Ukraine. So it was very personal and close for them. Uh, but, you know, we are all affected by this. So I would like to, to acknowledge it. Um, we've even been getting some comments in, uh, in our Discord and on our other social, social media uh, it looks like some other projects have been delaying their mints or have been uh, just trying to show some kind of deference or decorum 
related to the, the, the global conflict. Um, and I'd like to tell you that, that we are doing that also. <laughs> uh, in fact, I would like to, I would like to be able to use that as an excuse because regardless of what, uh, regardless of the, the global conflict, uh, the truth is, I don't think that it's very likely that we were going to make our deadline or that we're going to make our deadline. Uh, last time we met about two weeks ago for the last stop questioning everything podcast, we'd said, well, we've got a very hard, firm cutoff date of March 1st um, because that's when the lead programmer goes out of town and won't be available. And that may all still be true, but the feeling I'm getting from the non-fungible team is that we'll be able to work around that uh, because as of uh, the last update that I got from them, they're feeling like we're about two weeks away from being able to mint. Um, and guys, listen, I, <laughs> I am as anxious to get to mint as anyone, believe me. Uh, but you know, it's like the nightmare or the dream that we've all had where, you know, you're running down a long corridor and the closer you get to the door at the end, the further away it gets from you. And that's just what it feels like with this project. It is just such a massive undertaking. We've talked before about the what's happened with having four characters, four main characters in our release, and they each have different body types. Uh, and each one is a giant spread list un spreadsheet unto itself for the blacklist. And if you're not familiar with what a blacklist is, many of you I'm sure already are, but I'll go ahead and peel the curtain back on that just a little bit. We all know what the whitelist is, right? Everybody is trying to get on the whitelist. Many of you already have a whitelist spot, and that just guarantees you first access to the collection when it's released. It means that you'll have an opportunity to uh, pick up a drug receipt when we first start minting. But the blacklist is something that we do on the back end. That's sort of a development project. And basically what it is, is just a giant Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet. And it's just got every single trait listed on it. Uh, you know, on both axes, you, you know, it lists every trait going down, every trait going across, and then you just do yes or no uh, for every trait. And you got to figure out what traits go together and what traits can't go together. Um, and, you know, when you have hundreds of traits, essentially different variations, different, and then it's compounded because you have hundreds of traits times four different body types. Uh, so whereas, you know, Fluff had a black, had a black list and Party Bear had a blacklist. We have four blacklists. We have one for each one of our characters. So all this is to say, really, I'm just, right, I'm making excuses because we are going to miss our self-imposed deadline. Um, and, you know, as much as I would love not, listen, I don't want to make light of a, a very serious and heavy uh, topic, but <laughs> I, I could have very easily come on here, can't come on here and said, you know, guys, there's so much, there's so much uh, turmoil in the world right now that we just think it would be appropriate to delay our mint, you know, by a couple of weeks. And that would kind of get us off the hook. But really, I'm telling you here it, in, you know, full disclosure, full transparency, this is just a case of good old fashioned uh, missing deadlines. So we're going to own that. Um but like I said, we're not giving you any dates because I'm, I'm tired of not hitting dates. But I feel like it sounds like the the consensus is we're about two weeks away from mint. And 
I'll tell you what, it would be great if, if this thing was minted before we go to South by Southwest. So, um, that, that is, that's what it's called, right? South by Southwest. That would be a, a great, uh, uh, a great deadline to, to give us something to, to work toward. I mean, not that we need anything to work toward because we are working our butts off really. Uh, you can ask Don, our, our moderator. He is not sleeping very much right now. So we're trying to get this thing done. Um, so that answers when mint. Uh, the mint price is not changing, right? We've been saying, uh, we announced last time officially that it's going to be around 0 0.08, 0.09. That is still holding firm, even though crypto is so volatile still. But so guys, that was just some housekeeping we wanted to get out of the way. Let's go ahead and get into our routine checkup with Jesse. Jesse, are you here? Let's bring you up. <laughs> oh, cool. You have a background. Do you like it? Is it too much? I love oh, it. Cool. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> right? Um, no, Arlo, thank you so much for being candid and delivering the news that I'm going to have to re-deliver in the Discord here soon. But... uh <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a process, guys. I mean, mint yeah, getting hard. to mint is uh is is an ongoing goal and we're working towards it. But uh like Arlo said, I think if we're able to mint before South by Southwest, that'll be amazing because we're gonna be there. <laughs> um <laughs> so here in the coming um I know we just brought you on to do the, do the news, but this is kind of interactive because I can see the chat. Yeah. And I just want to acknowledge something. Uh, Blake says it shouldn't matter so much that crypto crypto is volatile. And he, he's right. No, it, it shouldn't. And it doesn't. That's why we're, we're pretty confident in the mint, mint price. The only We had such a long run up to our actual mint because we started, you know, we started our Discord, what, mm -hmm. like a couple months ago. Um, so, right. That's That only gives you room for something, you know, catastrophic, a, a black swan event, either a, a giant surge in price or a giant crash. But yes, most of the crypto volatility we can, we can stomach. So th thanks for that. No, and I think that's Jesse. Sorry about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's um, you know, we're, our industry changes by the second. So we're just going at it. Um, so guys, no, uh, super exciting news. We're going to be at South by Southwest this year. I don't know if you guys heard in the 11th hour, but Fluff World is the title sponsor, the title V, uh, VR, Extended Reality Sponsor at South By. So you guys can catch us at the Geodomes near downtown. Uh, what day? I think, think it's the uh, 12th and the 13th. Catch us along with the other non-fungible projects under the Geodome where you'll get to shake our hands and possibly more. Like check out a panel. Your background is so cool. It's like totally, I, I'm just completely captivated by it. And the green like pops off the the purple background. It's really cool. And you've got the bright beanie. I mean, what a, man, you came prepared. I, I love to. it. I had to. Um, thank you, Arlo. <laughs> well, you did choose these colors, so you might be a little biased. Kind of, And I'm kind of complimenting myself, I guess. We need it. No, but uh, guys, no. And people have the opportunity to compliment you in person. I might be dropping a little bit of event alpha here but snugglers if you are at south by southwest in the final week the last weekend the weekend of the 18th we're working on an opportunity for you guys to come party and hang out with us more details on that soon i can't say too much 
But all I can say is those two weekends of South by with the geodomes on the first weekend and the um, planned snuggler meetup, I could definitely say that South by is going to be a hoot, a holler, a howdy all the way this year. I'm just saying. Is is Dia suggesting uh, drug receipts cosplay? <gasps> do, do people wear costumes at self? You know, yeah. I think they probably do in the XR domes. <laughs> yes, you know what? If anyone comes with a, well, I don't want to make any promises on here, but I, I would like to see a, a tabby cosplay, especially. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe in some some cool traits that we'll reveal to later today, but I am not going to say much anymore. I'm going to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move on to uh, to Twitter. Guys, if you are not on the whitelist, you do have an opportunity to get on the whitelist by joining in on the Drug Receipts Art Contest, the This Is Your Brain on Drug Receipts Art Contest. We've had some incredible entries so far um, for these coveted whitelist spots. As the window is closing, so are the opportunities to get whitelisted. So, guys, um, I don't know, Joellen, can we show some of the entries that we've had so far? So, this one's great. This is from Sinky, the great one on Twitter. <laughs> you guys can vote for, uh, I, I think he it. calls this Catburn, Heartburn. The variety of spice is the essence of life. And Arlo, would you agree? Works for me. I love it. <laughs> Variety of spice. Love yep. it. Hot Perfect. That was so, so up cool. next, this one is a really awesome entry. This is from NFT Melichi. I hope I'm saying that right. This is, I think she calls it the Tabby Road. Really so cute. So it's super, super cute. You can tell that. I mean, this was Micron Precision. I don't want to get too nerdy, but Microns, I don't know if you guys draw out there, are like the king of inking. That's all I'm going to say about that. It's good pen pen control. Yeah, she's got other great art on her Twitter. She, she's a talented artist. Absolutely. And she has the most votes out of all the entries on going on in the contest right now. So ah, good. I think it speaks. Very cool. Speaks to her work. Definitely. Um, And up next, Jolyn, yes, the <laughs> Snuggler's Graffiti. <laughs> I love this one in particular. Dawn had pointed out there is a, uh, a Senate tattoo on this cap illustration it is dawn it's a cap version of it's a picture of dawn <laughs> <laughs> it's so good i mean honestly guys you'd be surprised at how many people in our communities have senate or um ghost brand tattoos i mean it's it's incredible maybe that could be another trait that we offer down the line i don't know I love that he wrote snugglers on the wall. That was so cool. Those are all so cool. And I, you know, I've seen so many on the, on Twitter and some of them, some of them have been posted in our discord. It's just really fun to, to see what people are coming up with. I love it. Yeah. We really have some really talented people in the community and um, guys, if, like I said, if you guys haven't already gotten in on the art contest, we've extended the contest to Sunday, um, 5 p.m. CST our time. That would be Monday at noon in New Zealand. So you guys get in on that. Um, it's a great opportunity. And Arlo himself, you know, you are going to be selecting nine out of 10 of the winners, um, which is really exciting. You get to play art director again. <laughs> it's going to be hard to choose. There's so much great stuff out there. 
There really is. Like I said, we have a great, great community of super talented artists. Um, and if you guys are not, just be sure to get in on the contest and follow us on twitter.com slash drug receipts. So, so that's good news. The second best, uh, second best piece of news. Oh, actually, no, that would be our third best piece of news is guys, we've had such an amazing amount of community members uh, get in on the drug receipts server in the last 48 hours. It's been great. We have people from Neo Tokyo, Groundhog Seekers, Party Bears, Fluff. Um, and yeah, we're just stoked to have you guys snuggling in the community. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a really, really interesting next couple of weeks, guys. So, but um, yeah, I think that, that about, oh, 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 oh. No, it doesn't wrap it. Sorry, my bad. Um, guys, oh, I get to say it. It's like the little the yeah, have you guys ever watched Disney Channel and they have the little um the wand thing and they'd be like, Oh, this is so and so, and you're watching Disney Channel. I just want to say, while you're here, be sure to like and subscribe. Oh, nice receipts. <laughs> here on YouTube. Um, and if you guys aren't familiar, if you guys haven't checked out the rest of what's going on in our channel, you can find full episodes of Stop Questioning Everything, the podcast, as well as full audio recordings of our Discord Q&A and STFU, where you can get to know our community just a little bit better. So that is all I have for the routine checkup. Take me away. <laughs> cool. Well done, Jesse. Uh, and I, I'm going to add one more thing kind of to the the housekeeping notes that Jesse was providing there. For those of you that are listening on uh, just to the audio broadcast of this, we are we just went through where we sh we're showing some images of the art. Uh, we do encourage you to join the YouTube. Uh, you can check this out, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you can see all of the art that we're showing. And we're going to have some leaks and sneak previews coming up later on in the podcast. And we're going to show some of Tyler's art as much as we can help it. We'll try and be descriptive and let you know what we're looking at. We don't want to leave anyone out, but you know, it, a picture's worth a thousand words and there's nothing like actually seeing the art for yourself. So definitely if you get the chance, check out the, uh, the images on YouTube. Also, I, I don't know if Jesse said this explicitly, but um, speaking of looking at uh, leaks on YouTube, we did trim out just about a 10-minute clip from last week's um, episode of Stop Questioning Everything. And it's just the 10 minutes we are, where we are looking at super exclusive traits and art. So for anyone that missed that, you don't have to um, listen to the whole two-hour podcast to find the traits and the drops. You can just go find our little 10-minute clip on our YouTube channel for drug receipts and and you can just go straight to the good stuff. We think it's all good stuff, but if you want to see the art, it's we've provided it there for you to make it easy. Um so we uh I think we can bring up our guest. He's been waiting um backstage long enough. Tyler, let's let's bring in our featured guest. Tyler Shields. Hey Tyler, how are you? Good, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> good, good. Is that too long to make someone wait? I think if we, we have uh, guests, if we have guests that are not me or part of the project, I think we should probably maybe switch the format a little bit. I like. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like know. all the info. I, so like I'm talk. glad you said that because 
honestly, it for the past the la- all the episode all the episodes before this one, I would have made you sit through like two more long form discussions for the double dose. Got but it. I've actually moved Got those it. to the end just to get you up okay. sooner. So we are working toward I think what what your ideal is. Yeah, but there's it wasn't bad. We're though. not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we're going to get all the way because I think we've got to start with news. It's just, it's just our news is keeps getting longer and longer. So maybe mm-hmm. if the news gets too big, maybe we will just have to put the featured guest right up the front. So thanks for thanks for bearing with us on this one. Oh, I see. I see. Vicky, Arthur, Scott Walker. Yeah, they're all the here. Whole posse, the whole posse's in here. You know, I've been playing this game where I, I'm watching the the chat. But it's not Discord, and I'm used to so many of these people from Discord. So I'm trying yeah. to like decipher the names. I see Sat Commanders in there. I, I see mm-hmm. Mr. LB is in there, Dia, but but none of them are using the same handles. So it just takes a little right. bit of deciphering. But I know who you are, Tyler. That, no that's deciphering good. needed. You remember me? I remember you very well. So in fact, right. it was only. A couple of weeks ago, it feels like it was only a couple of weeks ago that I was staying with you out in LA um, when I came out to for Fluff House, and you and I got to go attend that attend that event. What did you think of That's it? That's true. I mean, I thought the event was incredible. Um, you know, it was at the Peterson Automotive Museum, which is mm-hmm. obviously a crazy place, um, and it was just such a large scale event. Um, especially for something that's so new, you know, the NFT community is, is very new. Fluff was very new. Um, and they were putting on an event, you know, I I've done events with comp like companies like Samsung that weren't that big. So right. it was, it was incredible to see. Yeah. It was impressive. Yeah. You know, I, I, I flew out on Friday and the party was on Friday and this was after just, <laughs> you know, one of our hell weeks. I think at that time I was still doing agency and, drug mm-hmm. receipt. So, I mean, just very, very little sleep and just a whole lot of hours. Uh, and then the party was that night. Uh, we didn't stay too long. We definitely didn't close down the place. Um, but I was so tired. In fact, that when you wanted to go through a Wendy's, uh, drive through at the end to get frosty, yes. Yes. I just, I wasn't, I couldn't even stay awake for that. You and fell that, asleep. that is saying something, cause I'll never turn down a frosty. That's right. I could have gone through, you could have been asleep. And then I would have woken you up by handing yeah. you one. You would have eaten the whole thing, then fallen back asleep. Yeah. What a way but to yeah. wake up. What a, yeah. yeah, you were you were out. It was, it was, it was definitely, and it's a lot, you know, going to those those events. Was that the biggest event you'd been to since the whole pandemic and everything? Oh, that's a good question. But I guess probably right. Almost right? certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, I, it's yeah. been a long time since I've been to a big thing like that. Yeah. So Tyler, what we're going to do today, I think is since, you know, we're so close to having, we're so close to mint and the the art really is all wrapped up. And each week we've been sharing more and more with the community of what we've got in store. Mm -hmm. Last week we shared the red devil, um, the version of cap, which I see that Bill Green has got as a PFP, very sharp looking there. Uh, That was a definite definite exclusive first look. Yep. And we've got some more of those. In fact, some stuff I think that you haven't even seen yet. So I'm excited oh, to share that okay, with you. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but you'll have to stick around for that because we're going to work our way up to it. We'll talk about some traits, but I think it'll be interesting to get kind of some of your insight, right? The ideas that went yeah. into your work that inspired these things. 
Um, so let's go ahead and do it. Let's let's start getting into the traits. So we can bring up Tyler's first piece of work because what I want to talk about here, uh, Joel, and I think it's the bunny ears, right? Ah, uh, yes, exactly. Yes. Well, because right, so it's it's Tyler, it's you and me and Brooke, right? We're yep. the collaborators behind drug receipts. That's right. And the the bunny ears kind of like are a recurring theme running through all the projects. We definitely know what fluff is. Yep. Uh, but you use bunny ears a lot in your work. Yep. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'd say probably in 2009, I had had this idea to do a series of, of people in masks, right? And so basically over, over that whole period of time, as I would come across masks or find different masks or, you know, all I want to do Catwoman or I want to do uh, the bunny or uh, Batman or, you know, whatever. I was always constantly, you know, but slowly working on this mass series. And so I did this image, which is called bunny. And, uh, you know, th this image went to auctions. It, you know, it's now sold out. Uh, it kind of just it made the rounds everywhere. Um, and so as I did that, then I started finding other bunny masks and started just kind of creating this little mini bunny series within the mask series. And this was the, this was the original bunny piece. Very cool. So let's look at the next one, Joel. And, and this is going to be right. So the bunny ears uh -huh. made it into, right. Made yes. it into drug receipts. And yep. this is a nod to all the partners, right. This kind of brings it all together between Tyler and, Brooke and the Fluffle. Tabby here is walking through the rainbow gum. So with a lot of our traits, the, you know, the, um, there's variety in the, the colors and that will contribute to the rarity. So here, the rainbow gum will be more rare than the pink gum, for right. instance. Um, similarly, the, you know, she's got a bandaid there. We do have a pink bandaid and we have an orange bandaid. Uh, but much like fluff, we are, you know, there's going to be at least three degrees of separation between any two characters or any two NFTs. So no one's going to have your exact PFP with only a, you know, a different color bandaid. There will, there will be plenty of variation so that every NFT will be unique. Uh, but it's just another way to just kind of fill the entire collection up with variety, make them all fun and fresh and interesting. Um, so let's look at another piece of work. Mm -hmm. Aha. So everybody will recognize what the inspiration here is. Um, Tyler, I believe this is from your Wizard of Oz series. Is that right? It's the fairy tale series. Fairy tale series. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. That's why you're here. That's right. Well, tell us about it. Yeah. So what was fun about this is, you know, I, I started doing this series kind of based on just either fairy tales or, or movies that have that fairy tale feeling. And so, of, of course, um, when I started doing that research, I obviously came across Wizard of Oz, which is a movie I watched, obviously, when I was a kid. Um, and The Wizard of Oz was one of the first movies uh, ever to use a process called Technicolor. Okay. Hmm. Technicolor was, you know, essentially one of the first color processes, right? So it used, it used three different colors. It used yellow, red, and blue. And it would shoot actually each one of those film strips individually. Well, there's a printing process called dye transfer. And there were only one person left in the world that had chemicals to create a dye transfer print. 
And he was just this old guy and he retired in the nineties and he just had the chemicals. So I called him up and said, Hey, can you make me some dye transfer prints? And he said, yes. Now, mind you, that's the same process that they use for the wizard of Oz. So then you're like, huh. okay, well, I want to do Ruby slippers, but you know, you don't want to just go on Amazon and order Ruby slippers. So I found someone who makes these shoes by hand. They hmm. are exactly like the Ruby slippers that were used in the movie. Uh, down to wow. the, down to the T. The, this pair of shoes took four months to be made. Wow. Um, and funny enough, it was a woman um, in, I believe she was in New Zealand. Um, oh, wow. Yep. So she makes the shoes. Uh, and, you know, again, you have this idea. And then, you know, imagine if you wanted to draw something, but then you had to wait four months, right, to, to draw it. So then the shoes well, finally kind of how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> ah, exactly. So then the shoes finally come in and then I'm like, okay, I'm like dying to shoot the photo. So we were going to build, you know, a yellow brick road in my backyard. Um, but then of course it was the one week uh, in, in the year that it rained in Los Angeles. So I ended up building the entire yellow brick road in my house um, oh, wow. for this photo. Yeah. And so, yeah, we ended up. When you say build it, what did, what did you use? We used bricks. So we just had we painted and did the actual wow. bricks, and yeah, it was you know we went went and picked up a pallet of bricks and had one of my guys paint them all, and we laid them all out because um, I didn't know how exactly wide or tight I wanted the the final product to be. Um, and then when we did this, I used so much light to take this photograph. So this was on a large format camera. And we used uh -huh. so much light that we built a light tent around us. So, you know, yeah. you see in the slippers that, that they have this real glow. And there's no real reflection in them. So we built this whole light tent. And the light was so intense when it would go off that Allie, who's in the photograph, um, it made her nauseous. Like she, she, almost, no she almost passed out because the light was so – she said that when her eyes were closed, she could still see the light through her eyelids. That's how bright it was. Huh, wow. So yeah, that's the. So did that's the Tyler? Did Dorothy wear blue socks? She did. Yes. Um, they don't pop quite as much in the movie, but yeah, it was. And and the ruby slippers were actually made red, and they were ruby slippers because that's the process that they used in the movie because of Technicolor. The 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 uh, brick the yellow brick road was oh, was made to huh. be yellow. These things were all designed. How interesting! Because of Technicolor. Uh huh. Very very interesting. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, and another thing that's interesting, kind of about about this, and that might have some application or utility for drug receipts. Mm. You know, because photographs are kind of like digital art in that they, you know, it's not it's not paint, it's not drawing that, you know, it's a, it's a negative and it can be reprinted. Um, and it, 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 I guess what I'm getting at is if you wanted to take a digital, uh, piece of art, if you wanted to take your drug receipt NFT, for instance, and do a print of it, it'd be similar to making a print from, of a photograph. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, the idea that there are some really interesting techniques out there for printing that can, you know, yes. that can really add depth and, and, and uh, distinction yep. to your print, I think. And, and you, as someone who like, 
have mastered that and you know mm-hmm. you are finding all these sort of almost forgotten um, techniques that that have been abandoned by photographers um, I think that that's I think that that's really cool and something that we can we can lean into in the future yeah. is like for some 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 real drug receipt prints the the most fascinating thing about this process to me is museums and auction houses love this process so if yeah. uh, if a normal print from a you know an old uh, deceased famous photographer would be a hundred thousand dollars a dye transfer print would be five or six hundred thousand dollars because these prints last they say for you know up to two to three thousand years wow (laughs) wow yeah uh joellen go ahead and bring up the next slide because let's let's look at how this is translated into the drug receipts collection Uh uh-huh so this this took me four months to draw hey. the ruby red slipper there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you can see the, right? You see the colors. You've got yep. kind of your yellow brick road background, which yep. again, the backgrounds will be variable. Right. This one, these happen to have been curated by me, but just to give you an idea of what's out there. But she is wearing the ruby red slipper and she's got the blue sock just like Dorothy. Um, but so I did something interesting with this. Uh, and you can see there that she's also got the she's got the pitchfork. So that yeah. will be a trait that's in the collection. It's not just for the the red devil um, one of ones, but the the red devil has a red arm, and the and so that the all redded out characters those are exclusive. Those are one of ones, but the the actual pitchfork trait can make it into the the collection. Um, and here you can see that Tabby's got horns as well in a broken halo. But, you know, the the floor on the uh, on the, the fluff, the female fluffs uh, just keeps going up and up and up because there's, you know, there's only like half as many females as there are male fluffs. Um, and they're going to be, you know, you're going to need to have a female if you want to breed your fluffs. So they're in high demand. Uh, and, you know, I, I will browse uh, every so often and just see what's happening with the female fluffs. Cause I, I wanted to get in on it. I wanted to get one so bad, but just the timing didn't work out. And now I, I really just feel like I've been priced out, out of it. Um, but I happened to see one that came across, you know, uh, that came across my screen and it was well, well be- below floor and I couldn't believe it. And I just, you know, I was, I was tapping my keyboard as quickly as I could to try and scoop it up. Um, but in the process of doing my due diligence, I noticed that it actually was not a female. It was a male. Um, and for anyone in the fluffle, they will know exactly what I'm talking about. I, you know, th- I'm just showing my own ignorance here. But there, th- there are male fluffs that wear uh, tube tops. The tube tops look like they are you know, for women. And there's not that much differentiation between the body types of the male and the female fluff. So when they're wearing a tube top, it's kind of hard to tell that it's actually not a female. Um, but so, uh, so once I found out that it was a male wearing a tube top, I thought, well, maybe that's a mistake or surely this can't be right. And then I searched it and there were, maybe there were something like 300 of them, uh, in the tube top. So it's definitely built into the, their black, their blacklist. Um, and when I asked Brooke about it, apparently it, it is actually a deliberate thing, right? It's it's sort of a gender neutral trait um, that either you know that it's it's not it's not tied to any particular gender. So why can't they wear? Uh, why can't the male fluffs wear a tube top? Um, so 
similarly along those lines, let's go ahead and look at the next slide. And I, I want some feedback on this. Tell me what you think of this, Tyler. Mm. So here, Siren also wearing the ruby slipper. It's the mm -hmm. one slipper. And Siren here also has the the not the the standard bunny ears, but the bandaged bunny ears. And this is a direct nod to the fluffle and to fluff world uh, because they have the bandaged bunny ear mm -hmm. in, in as one of their character traits. Um, but I like the idea of having the, the one slipper be available to any of the characters. Um, I just think that there's something kind of fun and interesting about it. And the, the main concern for me, honestly, and this is nothing... I don't know how this will be taken, but the the fluffs, the male fluffs wearing the tube tops. Actually, you know what? This is probably just my my own uh, issue, right? That I'm that I'm not able to see kind of through the 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 gender differences. But to me, they don't look that aesthetically appealing, and I'm not sure I'm, I'm not sure if the the male <laughs> fluffs and tube tops are, are flying off the shelves exactly. Um, <laughs> But for me, as long as there's something aesthetically interesting and appealing about it, and to me, this this example of Siren looks cool. So that's kind of all the justification I need. I, I think it looks fun, and I think it looks cool. Um, so unless there's a whole lot of pushback from the community, and I'll, I'll definitely be jumping into Discord later and looking for people's feedback. I can see some response here in the chat right now, and it seems to be all, all favorable. Yeah, um, I think it looks but, great. Yeah, I think it's cool. You you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's not about, obviously, will there be, you know, two or three people that are like, oh, I don't get it or whatever. Sure. But that, you know, you're going to have that with anything you do. Um, but I think there's just something interesting about this, especially with the bunny ears and the ruby slipper, the color palette. It all, it all works to me. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, talking about, the, our delayed mint. One of the things that that is is causing the delays because we're very close to having all the blacklist done and having all the assets ready. Uh, but you have to build in time to do QA, the quality assurance. You have to run these generators. You have to run the programs and see what the script spits out, so that we can, you know, if we see some really just unappealing or unattractive combinations, we've got to adjust the blacklist to get rid of them. We want the collection to be cool. We want everyone to come out cool. We're we're sure that there will be things unexpected and exciting combinations, something like this perhaps. Uh, but we just want to make sure that everything looks great. Um, so we're we're we are definitely doing our due diligence. We're definitely making sure that we have the time to do good uh, quality assurance and run some tests. Right. Let's go ahead and look at the next one because I think there's more to discuss regarding these ruby slippers, <laughs> Tyler. This one came well before your uh your uh the last series right oh yeah this is this is old yeah this is taking it back right 2008 here. yeah um what can you tell us about this one i mean this is so provocative and interesting you've got the blood on the sock and the shoe i mean what's going on here yeah so it's funny because i named the new series fairy tale as a nod to this picture um and you and I hadn't even talked about this, so I didn't know you were going to show this. Um, uh -huh. yeah. But, you know, it's it's a, a similar it's a similar type thing. Back then, I had started doing this series with Ruby Slippers, um, but in a much kind of uh, more dirty. I was doing a project called The Dirty Side of Glamour. Right. 
And so I thought, well, yeah. okay, ruby slippers are, you know, so glamorous, right? Uh, you know, what does it look like if they're covered in blood? Um, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, this is obviously a nod to the film, uh, but but almost as like as if Tarantino had directed, um, you know, The Wizard of Oz, right? blood blood is everywhere kind of for no reason you don't know what it is um <laughs> and so yeah that the the, the uh, yellow brick road was a sequel to this picture or maybe or, cool. may, or maybe you know, a prequel i should say <laughs> uh-huh yeah exactly right which came first yeah uh luke uh berryman pointed out that that she's holding the wand there that Jesse was referencing the one that the yep. Disney, the, the That's right. Disney cast used to do their little draw the Mickey mouse ears yep. on, on camera. That's right. Um, but you know, this idea of taking things that, you know, that historically kind of have one sensibility, you know, that whether if it's something happy or positive or upbeat or whatever it is, and then finding some way to put a, you know, a, a twist on it to, yep. to, uh, put some kind of like a, a dangerous twist on it or something provocative. Um, that's something that features a lot in drug receipts and in my work in particular. Uh, Dia mentioned, you know, when we were showing Tabby and she was striding with her shoelaces knotted and she had, she had her heel was stuck in bubble gum. And I think Dia asked, is that symbolic of anything? Or maybe Jamie asked, it was one of them, one of our uh, Tabby PFPs. And the idea is that pretty much every trait that I include, and really this is true of everything I draw, honestly, I'm always trying to think of how can I take whatever it is and put some kind of like a, you know, a, a, an unfortunate spin on it or a kind of a, a provocative spin on it. Or um, I think someone earlier, maybe it even was in our pre-show, someone referred to a comment as, as sort of being like in the tone of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. But there is a lot of that that kind of runs through the the art and drug receipts. So, you know, if they're running, what, you know, what would make running just, you know, a rainy Monday, you know, what would make right. it just kind of a bad day? And so your shoelaces got tied together. You ran through gum. Um, you scraped your knee and you got a Band-Aid. It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of a response to who wants to be happy all the time? And I feel like that's not even perfectly articulating kind of what the feeling is. I think the feeling is more about, you know, I have a, a uh, slogan that says more war, right? Where the characters hold a sign that says more war. And the, that I think almost will, will best illustrate kind of the idea that I'm going for here. And that was a direct response to signs or slogans or t-shirts that say, uh, what do they say? World peace. You know, mm -hmm. um, and for me and God, I guess really given the, the current political climate, this is kind of an interesting or maybe an interest or a poor choice in time to be having this conversation, but it's really not about war or not war. It's about the potency of a message and some messages become so ubiquitous and their message is so uncontroversial that they just essentially become meaningless. If you see them, they are just, you know, it's just ink on a shirt, basically. It's just ink on a bumper sticker. It doesn't mean anything anymore. And so as a marketer and an artist, I'm always looking for ways to infuse uh, messages with meaning, to infuse art with meaning. 
And so if you just see a character running, uh, there's not that much to capture your imagination or, or your interest. But if you put a twist on it, if you put blood on the sock, if you tie the laces together, now people are engaged. They are emotionally um, interested or invested in it. So <laughs> there, sorry. There, there is, you know, I, I didn't get to indulge myself with a double dose at the beginning, but I just worked just a little bit of a long form conversation in there. Thanks, Tyler. Awesome. So looking at these two ruby slippers with the blood, Joellen, let's go ahead and look at the next slide. Let's see how this can be incorporated into drug receipts. Uh-huh. Yes. Boom. There you go. So what's oh. going on here, Tyler, the reason uh, we had the one ruby slipper with the blue sock before mm -hmm. is because I wanted to make a distinction. The ruby slipper with the blue sock can will only ever appear by itself. Uh, there's not, it won't yeah. ever appear with both of the, with right, the, right, the, right. the other um, ruby slipper as well. Um, and that one is available to all the characters. But this setup right here, both of the ruby slippers with the bloody sock, Tabby is the only one who will ever get that. So that is yes. super rare for Tabby. Um, and, and the bloody sock it makes it even more rare because you know it's it's just Sick. it's sort of rarity stacked on top of rarity. She's the only character I haven't, that can have it. This is the only edition of it. Yeah. I haven't seen this one yet. So this is the first time I'm seeing this. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. <laughs> cool. If you like that, there's plenty more in store. Oh. Um and she's holding a sign there that says Sia, but I was just uh -huh. talking about the more war one. There's also a more war version right, right, of that right. one. And she's got the gold crown on. So some interesting some interesting traits in here, but the, right. The, the, for the purposes of this conversation, we're looking at the, the set of the Ruby slippers with the bloody sock, but now for everyone listening and looking, you, you see the direct um, inspiration in, in the form of Tyler's work. Um, and for those of you listening, if you're just listening, definitely make sure that you check out the, uh, the YouTube video of this. So you can see what we're talking about. Cause it's just, just really cool stuff. And Tyler's work. If you, if you haven't seen it, definitely look it up. I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's no question. There's no, it's not hard to see why he is such um, a renowned and sought after artist. Um, so I'm, let's see what's next, Joellen. That one looks awesome. Aha. Okay. Okay. So the, the Ruby slippers to anyone who's been active in our discord or followed our discord, we've shown the Ruby slippers. In fact, there are several PFPs in the chat right now that have Ruby slippers on. So that's not news to anyone. It's not a new, uh, it's not new alpha for anyone. I think the backstory is really interesting and that's probably new for most people, but actually seeing the traits that that wasn't new. Um, but this, I think, is leading to something new. So, Tyler, you mentioned at the beginning that you know that you did a whole series with masks, and that you you know mm -hmm. you were fascinated with masks. You, uh, you, we looked at the uh, the bunny ears that you had. I'm guessing that this sort of falls in that category. Yes, and this is also a custom mask. So I had this mask made. Oh, really? It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's it's from Tim Burton's uh, Batman, uh, which Michelle Pfeiffer wore in the movie, and so. This is like a, you know, actual, I guess, replica of that mask. Huh. Very cool. And, you know, lips, Tyler, are something that feature prominently in your work yep. and lips with cigarettes sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you have had, you know, some of your most iconic work features, you know, 
just portraits of lips, right? That's right. Uh, so this is, I mean, this is iconic. This is great. And the next slide I think is going to show kind of as we sort of work our way toward the mm -hmm. dry receipts rendition of this, this is your own pop rendition of your own art. That's Can right. You talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, um, as I had kind of started selling art, um, I remember I went into someone's house and they had, uh, a, a Warhol in the house and it was the first time I'd ever seen one in person. And so I remember seeing the Warhol and just being so blown away by it. You know, I think, I think yeah. it's easy to look at a Warhol online and be like, well, okay. But when you see the, the actual screen print, it, it looks incredible. So I'd always yeah. had this idea of like, oh, I want to do a screen print one day. And so for, for no good reason, I just called up one of my galleries and said, hey, I want to do a screen print. I've got this image. Um, it's a Catwoman image. And I think it would be a great screen print. And so we actually did this as a limited edition screen print, um, which it sold out uh, day one when we did it. Cool. So, yeah, this is an actual this. This is now a photograph of an actual screen print. And to <laughs> yeah, and to take it even a level deeper, mm -hmm. uh, then there were, these also became part of yes. the, your NFT pop art release right yeah and so then after i had done this i wanted to do kind of a you know a pop art um you know pfp project and so i ended up doing a collection of you know of, of a bunch of different portraits uh which is something that you actually worked on me with and i believe that was like kind of your first foray into the whole nft world right Yep. Yeah. And yep. so, you know, of course, like whenever, whenever I have anything that I don't know how to do, uh, I would always call Arlo. Right. <laughs> so, so I'd be like, Arlo, do you know anything about this? Do you know how to do this? Cause the person who, who helped me with my original screen print, they don't make screen prints anymore. Arlo and I get on the phone. He's like, we can do this as always. Anytime I call him with some, you know, crazy thing, he's like, Oh yeah, I know a guy or or I know how to do it, or we can learn how to do it, or whatever. And so he indulged me. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, Arlo, but I think I said to you, uh, I would like to have them all done in a week. Was that right? Man, so, it, yes, just the story of my life. Everything's due now, all the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so of course, you know, uh, we had to figure out the process, learn how to do it. Arlo got on it, helped me make them. And then I believe we did it in, uh, I mean, I think it was like four or five days. We did the whole thing, which was a hundred uh, unique NFTs. Yeah, which is why, which is why Tyler, you're every time I have a conversation with Tyler about the project, all he wants to know, he's just like everybody in the Discord. He's like win mint, right? Yeah. Win mint. Yeah. He wants to know when it's coming out, and it's because it's probably because of stuff like that. He know he knows we could turn something around yes. in just a few days. So he's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> Well, Six months, what's going on? Well, that's the thing. Like I've called you and said, Hey, uh, I want to make some hoodies and can, can we make them in, you know, eight days? And you're like, yeah. And then yeah. I have them in seven days. Right. Or I say, Hey, I want to make a full life magazine to scale. And then yeah. three days later, you're literally sending me like videos of it being printed. Right. So okay. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm used to what I what we refer to as the Arlo timeline, right? Yeah, uh, and this, honestly, I think the reason that we, we probably are missing our mint dates is there's probably some element of that where I 
I just have this belief. I feel like I can get stuff done, right? Yeah. Um, but this is just such a a different oh. scale from anything that I've ever been involved with. It's so massive, and there's so many moving parts, and honestly, so many things that are just kind of out of our control. Yeah, and um, and and also, yeah. you know, you you know, when I was doing all this stuff, that's all I had to do, right? All I have to do in my life is just make art and put art out and whatever. And, yeah. you know, at that point you were doing a whole other job. You were doing many other things and living as a human. And I, there's a couple of times, you know, like I work a lot, right? I, I typically only don't work about two or three hours a day. And Arlo yeah. was, was on even a higher pace than I was. And there were a couple of times where I would call you and say, I don't know if you remember this, but I'd be like, go on a walk, eat, huh. right? Like, stop. Um, yeah. So, you know, if I'm saying it, then it's it's pretty bad. You know, I went on a couple of walks last weekend or last yeah. week yeah. Uh, specifically because of your advice. And yeah. each time I wanted to call you just to be like, hey, I'm on a walk. <laughs> but it really awesome. does make such a difference. Yeah, you have to sometimes, you know get away from it and move your body around. Um, otherwise you make the work much harder. Yeah. Yeah. So Tyler, so we've done a lot of setup here with yes. this great, beautiful work that you Thank presented you. or that you're sharing with us. Uh, but let's see how the, uh, how this um, inspired drug receipts. Let's see what this looks like in yeah. our collection. Cause this oh, is something that I don't yes. think people have seen before. I love this one. Yeah, so this is really <laughs> cool, right? We've got yep. the Catwoman mask. Yep. Um, direct inspiration from from your model there and from the one the custom mask you guys had made up. Yep. She's got the red lipstick. She's got the cigarette. She's got the attitude. Oh. Um, yeah, this is just really favorites. really cool. I, I'm I'm you know I hope that I get one of these in the mint when I when I do my mint. <laughs> well, I really want one. Yeah. Of these, but you know it has. If, you know what? If you get one of these, you can probably hang on to it. Yes. Um, I think that we have said the yeah. one of ones, if just by chance, because it's all completely random, right? we have no control over it. That's true. But but if anyone on the payroll, basically, if anyone making money from mm -hmm. uh, drug receipts gets a one of one, they've got to give it back. That's right. It's got to go basically go back into the pool because no, no matter, even if we can show, you know, complete transparency, guys, that we had yeah. nothing to do with it, the optics of it would just be so bad. And, and um, it's so funny because we all kind of had that same thought independently. Yeah. And then kind of just said it to each other. Like, I was like, well, you know, if I get one of the rare ones, like, I mean, I can't keep it you know, and you were yeah. like, Oh yeah, no, no, no. We got to get rid of them. Um, but you know, again, I'm, uh, as it is random and we are genuinely not doing any type of rigging. Uh, yeah. I'm just curious to see what I get when I mint my piece. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by that part of it as well. Someone's asking, I know, it's, right. Cause I, I'm excited. I want to see what I get. Cause I'm going to get some, I want to see what I get. And like, right. I'll be rooting for like the coolest one I can get. But in in a way, I also have to kind of root not to get too cool. of yes. one. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. So someone, um, someone's asking, is this one a one of one? So who asked that? So, Oh, Luke asked. So this is not a one of one. The, the, uh, Catwoman mask will be randomized. It, it will be extremely rare, um, but it will not be a one of one. Yep. Uh, but since you asked, I do have a one of one to share. Oh. Um, 
this is, dude, this is super exciting because <laughs> no one has seen this yet. This is not even me. Uh, not even this, you. This Tyler. is like the mint. Oh, and I'm hopeful talking for the about Batman rarity. Mask on the mint. Tyler, last time we showed the Red Devil, okay? Yep. And we have four main characters: Cap, Rex, Tabby, Siren. Each one of those characters will get a Red Devil treatment. Mm -hmm. So that's four one of ones right there accounted for. Mm -hmm. So those are super rare, but there's you know at least four characters are going to have Red Devils. Yeah. Um, Joel, let's go ahead and bring up the next slide while we talk about it. Is this the one I haven't seen yet? This is one that no one has seen, Tyler. <laughs> so, there you go. Fantastic. So this is Tabby in the full wow. cat, Catwoman suit. Weathered I, out I didn't think you were going to have this ready. What's that? I didn't think you, you said you were working on something and you didn't think you were going to have it ready. And then that was just you doing well. your showmanship. Yeah, Tyler, that, that's what I do, right? I, wow. I get stuff done. Is this a one Except of one? This is a one of one. Okay. Not only is it a one of one, but I'm thinking if my math is correct, this will probably be the most rare one in the entire collection because no other character can get the Catwoman suit. Wow. Any of the Catwoman uh, traits. So whereas the other characters can all be devils and they mm -hmm. maybe can all be other things yes. uh, yet to be determined. The only one who can be this is Tabby. So that is a true one of wow. one. And it is freaking sick. Well done, Arlo. Yeah. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Yeah. That so, is sick. yeah, whoever, grab that, whoever. screenshot that, and put, throw that on your PFP if you want some, if you want some fire. Yeah. Hold on. Let me do it. Whoever, uh, whoever mints that one, please message me. Uh, <laughs> just so i can yeah. know who has it yeah oh wow yeah i yeah i, I was real i'm was really excited to share this one I, i've just sort of been beside myself wanting to show it to people wow that is and you know again that would be an incredible die transfer Exactly right. So I can't wait till you know. Yeah. I can't wait till after mint when we start thinking about all the kind of the, mm -hmm. the offline analog things we can do with this. There's there's just so many avenues of opportunity, and especially with, you know, with your expertise and your knowledge. Mm. Wow. I also have something uh, that I can't say too much about, but since you've just shared this, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something. So I have something that I'm working on. Uh, with one of the you know largest or larger auction houses in the world that will potentially happen this year uh, that will be something that I'll be doing um, and uh, it will include drug receipts wow okay so <laughs> that that is as of today um, I don't have that any inf more information that I can share on the when or who okay. or what or anything but it is one of the top five in the world. Um, and it will be, uh, yeah, it will be drug receipts will be in one of the auctions and one of the auction houses. Very interesting. So, Very interesting. Indeed. Can't yeah. wait to learn more about that. Yeah. All right. So those were the sneak peeks. Wow. We can't just go over that. Like we can't just brush off of that. I mean, that 
I'm looking at it right oh. now. This is just well, you know what we can do? This is actually a perfect time for it. We can actually open it up. Let's this is let's take some QA from yeah. the uh from the snuggle verse. Let's hear from our drug snuggle. Well, some people love it because um, somebody says they're tingling, so that's good. Oh, Ooh, good. Drug go. snugglers QA. Here we go. Yes. Um on so Don, you said that the Discord is on fire. Oh, good. I just saw. So you're actually, you're posting them in the Discord too. That's cool. Great. Love it. Uh, let's hear it. Let's see if any, I know the questions have been firing through as we've been chatting. Let's see if there's anything that we missed. Don, you got anything? Jesse, any questions from the Discord? No questions yet. Any questions for Tyler about art? I mean, how often do we get this opportunity to talk to, you know, one of the world's preeminent art artists? Thank you. I know God knows uh, Don talks his ear off every chance he gets. Now yes, you guys Don. all have a chance too. Got to get Don and film. Because <laughs> Don is a photographer also. So he That's just, he right. just loves getting into it. That's right. Oh, what the heck? Um, huh. What happened? I just realized, I think there's a trait that I, somehow neglected to include or i didn't mm. let me see here oh somebody asked what inspired me to start taking photos very strange weird story um i had made skate videos when i was a kid i started doing that when i was 14 um and actually one of our friends evan sent me a, a camera to use so i started making skate videos and then i started making music videos and when I was like in the midst of making music videos, I had a girlfriend who I was living with at the time and she cheated on me with a photographer. Wow. And so what, what's crazy too, is I actually saw them. I was driving and they pulled up next to me in a car and I looked hmm. over and it was my girlfriend and another guy. And I was like, Holy. So as you do, not a skater, this anyone we know, he wasn't a skater. No. He was, he okay. was a photographer. He quit photography after this. Oh, yeah. You said that. Yeah. So, he, you know, I go home. I take all of her stuff in dramatic fashion as I was, you know, 20 years old or whatever. And I put it all on the front lawn. Oh, you did that? I did that move, yeah. Like and, in the movies. Exactly. And so <laughs> um, I was living with Todd Seligman at the time. Uh, and Todd Seligman was a great skate and action sports photographer. And so I borrowed one of his cameras and I took a picture of the empty closet with like, there was just two pairs of heels and like a hanger. Right. And that was just, oh, no way. that was it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I take the picture and then he develops the film later and is like, you know, do you want this uh, slide of film? I said, yes. So I make a little print. Like I made literally like a five by seven print. I put it up in the house. Friend of mine comes over. He's like, dude, you got to put this on the internet. This, this uh -huh. is like an incredible picture. So I said, all right, well, what, like, where do you put something on the internet? Right. He goes, there's this thing called MySpace. <laughs> yeah. And I said, oh, okay. So I get a MySpace account. And I think I was like, you know, one of the first like hundred thousand people to have a MySpace account or something. Yeah. So I put it on MySpace. I come back the next day and a thousand people had put it on their profiles. Huh. Which doesn't, huh. that's not a lot now, right? But back then when there was only 100,000 people that had accounts, you know, it's a lot of people. 
Tyler, we probably have 50 to a, to 100 people listening to this right now. So 1,000 is a lot. It's okay. all relative. Okay. So then it it kept growing and growing and growing. And then it was like 10,000 people had it on their page. Wow. So at that point, at one point, I had like 10% of everyone on MySpace had the, the picture on their page. Um, no way. And so then somebody reached out to me and was like, hey, we want to use this photograph for an ad campaign. And obviously I'd never done, you know, I didn't know anything about photography. I only knew music videos and stuff. And uh, they said, and we'd like to hire you to shoot our, you know, new ad campaign. And I said, oh, great. Yep. You got to pay me up front. Um, <laughs> which, which I thought, you know, oh, how hard can it be to do a photo shoot? I mean, right. I've done music videos. This, uh, that's a piece yeah. of cake. But I said, you got to pay me up front. That's just how I work because I had to go and buy a camera. Right. How funny. Um, so, yeah, that was it was like just everything forced me kind of into photography in a weird way. Yeah, that's so awesome. We're getting great comments too. Some really funny stuff. Lemon Party said super villain origin story. <laughs> and and Jesse said, awesome. Tyler, did you start a revenge career? <laughs> uh, I like to refer to it as a spite career. If any of you have seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's a really funny. incredible story. Incredible origin story. Oh, and yes, whoever said that, I'm very thankful uh, to my ex for cheating on me. Um, it was a, you know, you can, you can take negative moments and let them destroy you, or you can take negative moments and let them make you, um, nice. So it's a spike career. Yeah. Spike career. That's so funny. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else. Anything else? I see. Um, how many of, how many one of ones of each character type will we have? Somebody just asked that that we don't know that is still undetermined as yet i mean okay. because the one of one since i'm hand curating them they don't have they're outside of the blacklist so th those things are handed over to the devs and i i get to still just keep working on the one of ones At, right now there are eight nine there are nine one of ones that are that exist mm -hmm. that we know of Great. Uh, how many more from there? I don't know, but we're, you know, we're, you know, we're trying to keep it low, obviously. Right. Um, I think I mentioned last time that there, there might be some, some more create or some more curated NFTs. Mm -hmm. uh, that is to say that they, they won't, they don't necessarily have to have the rarest traits, but kind of like some of the things that I've shown here today, I just, I like putting them together and, ultimately I'll have to de defer to the devs on this. If they say, Arlo, don't be so precious with the thing. Just let the, let the uh, program run its, you know, run its script. Um, but I'm just so, I'm just so eager to see, or I just, it means so, it's so important to me that, that there are just some perfect representations out there. So I, I might, I might curate some of my own and just put them into the randomizer. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that, you know? Like at the end of the day, well, you know, it's just more work for you. And uh, yeah, the only thing wrong with it would be how, how it affects rarity. But uh, we'll okay. just, like I said, that's something that I'll kind of just have to work out with the, uh, the devs. But, you know, we're only we're still talking about, you know, less than 50, probably somewhere around 30, probably at the most. So right, right. I, don't, I don't think ultimately it will have that much impact on things. Yeah.
I see more. So questions. Tyler, yeah, yeah, says who got you into crypto or how did you get into NFTs and crypto? And yeah. I know you were an early adopter. I was very, very early. Um, I'll never forget it. I was sitting, uh, I was sitting at a lunch at this restaurant that I go to whenever I'm in London, and I was sitting there with like five guys. I only knew one of the guys. And one of the guys at the table who I did not know. Man, I I hope one day, you know, maybe this maybe this project will go well, maybe it won't, whatever. So we're not in it for the money, but I just hope to one day be in a conversation where I tell somebody that I go to this the restaurant, the only restaurant I go to when I'm in London. Yeah, you'll get there. It's, 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 it's a heck of a line. It's amazing. It. Well, it's true though. So every time I'm in London, I go to this restaurant with my friend. We we always go there. Um, uh, and, and what's funny is cause I've only ever eaten one thing at the restaurant. So I, so my friend calls the restaurant, the thing Steak? that I, he calls it beef and broccoli. Cause that's, he goes, are we going, oh, yeah. are we going to beef and broccoli? That's not the name of it. I don't even know uh -huh. the name of it. If I'm being honest, I just yeah. know that we're going to beef and broccoli. Cause it's the only oh, thing funny. I've ever had there. Wow. So I'm sitting there and, uh, you know, I'm listening to these guys talk. And this one guy says, uh, there's this thing called Bitcoin. And there's this uh, thing that just kind of launched called Ethereum, right? So he starts talking about him, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, most of the guys at the table were very wealthy people, right? And so I'm like, oh, and the guy's like, yeah, I just put, uh, the guy goes, I just put $5 million into Ethereum. Now, at that point, Ethereum was $4 in Ethereum. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. So... Who knows if he kept it or whatever. I haven't, I haven't seen him again. Maybe that's because he's like, you know, living in some crazy mansion somewhere. <laughs> Who knows what? Um, Probably built his own rocket ship and right. lives on Mars but he's, or but the moon. He, oh, I, I'm, I'm imagining it. I mean, at this point, it would be worth, you know, quite a lot of money. Um, yeah. So if he still got it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So he, he put that in. And I remember, uh, I remember like, oh, you know, like what should I put in? You know what I mean? And the guy's like, well, just, you know, put in like 500 bucks or something and see what happens. Which also the fact that $5 million to this guy was like $500 to me. was, I find really funny. Right. So uh, uh, while I was in London, I bought some Bitcoin and I bought some Ethereum and I didn't put in a lot of money, but then what I did buy turned into a lot of money. And then from there I started buying and, you know, doing other uh, cryptos. Um, and then I started trying to get all my friends into it because I saw the, the potential. Um, so like one of my friends called me, uh, I got him in back then. So this would have been, I don't know, maybe it must've been 2016, 2015, maybe 2014. Um, I forget the exact year, but he had put in some money back then, uh, even more than I did. And he forgot about it. And when <laughs> Bitcoin hit 60,000, one of his friends said, dude, you should get some Bitcoin. And he goes, oh, I think I have some. No way. And it was $5 million that he had made. Wow. And he called wow. me and was like, oh, my God, I forgot I had it. This is amazing. Um, wow. So I was very early into it. I was very much like trying to get people to get into it. Uh, my little, I got my little cousin into it, um, and she made enough to buy her car from it, from like cool. two hundred dollars. You know, I got people in very yeah, early. In yeah. Um, so 
you know, it was it was something that I saw a lot of potential in and a lot of a lot of potential growth in a lot very early. Um, so now to see so many people in it uh, is is amazing. Very cool. Um, we're seeing a lot of comments about A1 sauce. Tyler. Yes. Any comment? Yes. A1 sauce. Um, I'm contractually obligated to thank A1 sauce. <laughs> there you go. Um, God, yeah. Do we have to work that into the collection? A1 sauce. Um, you know. Maybe it's A1 sauce on the uh, on the sock, not blood. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, so A1 sauce, as Arlo knows, as Vicky knows, as Arthur knows, as anyone that's known. Anyone who knows you knows. Yes. Or anyone who's ever been out to eat with you. That's right. Um, and, and you know, as I've told you before, you know, you said something to me once when I was younger. Uh, I think I was probably, I don't know, I must have been 14 or 15 uh, when you said this to me. But we I'll never forget this. We were sitting in your mom's house. I'm having my steak and potato for dinner that I did every time. And I'm, you know, eating the A1 sauce. And you look over at me and you go, so you eat everything with A1 sauce. And I've seen you eat every meal with it. And I go, yeah. And you go, oh, interesting. And you look me dead in the, dead in the eyes and go, so you don't actually know what any food tastes like. You only know what A1 tastes like. Yeah. And I thought about that for a second and I said, I guess that's true. Yeah. And so oh, now yeah. every once in a while, when I go to a restaurant, I'll take one bite without the A1. Just to see what food just tastes Just so like. I know what food tastes like. And I always think of Arlo when I do that. I say, this one's for you, Arlo. That's cool. That's <laughs> funny. You know, my, this is not the same, but my father was an early adopter of sushi. Because sushi yeah. was not always like as ubiquitous as it is now, like where you can get it in every town. It used to be pretty fairly exotic. You put A1 sauce on this sushi, Tyler? I've never had sushi, but I would. Oh, no, you, oh, you, right. Yeah. You would, you would never have sushi. I can't picture you ever eating sushi, no. but if you did, right, it would be with A1 of sauce. Course. I yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but so my father was always, you know, he's always been great about restaurants and, and he's been an adventurous eater and he's always kind of like at the forefront of like, you know, cool and hip places. But so when my sister and I were growing up, he'd take us to sushi, um, which, you know, felt very exotic. Mm -hmm. uh, but he always told us much like the lesson, Tyler, that I, that I shared with you or that you somehow learned from me, but before we dipped anything in soy sauce or put the wasabi or did anything on it, he'd say, always take the first bite without any of that on it, just so you can experience it and see what it actually tastes like. You know what? In, and again, obviously this, this is a memory that's now very old, but maybe you had said that to me because in my, in it my, could be. in my mind, I remember it. I remember so clearly you saying, you know, you've never actually yeah. tasted food. Right. But maybe you told me that. And that maybe that's why I did that because I would always be like, oh, I'm going to take, this is a really nice steak. I'm going to take one bite for Arlo. So maybe, maybe well, it's actually really it's one bite for Arthur. Maybe it's Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Maybe it is. Huh. Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> well, if anybody has any other questions, we'll give you one more chance before we wrap up. But I do want to get into a couple of things here. And Tyler, when I, or I should ask Joellen, when I turn my head to read my notes, you look is handsome. It affecting my audio? No, you look handsome. Yeah, 
Is it affecting my audio? Not do at you, all. Do, do you hear me no. any worse? No, you're perfect. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is part of the format change. So I told you, Tyler, that all the stuff that I used to have at the beginning, now we've moved it down to the end so we could get to, into the great conversation with you sooner. Uh, now, though, I'm going to... Now I, I am going to get into some stuff. Uh, so what we're going to do now is what we called con or what we call controlled substance. Um, this is where we're going to get into some issues of is, substance. Is this have some substantive talk? Is this about what? is this about a one sauce? Is that my controlled substance? <laughs> a one sauce is a controlled substance. Yes. yes. Uh, if we uh, Tyler, at the end of the day, everything is ultimately about a one sauce. So that's true. Yes, we can, we can certainly work that in. Um, but. Tyler, you were invited to be on the 11th Hour podcast earlier today, but because of other commitments, you are a busy person. Yep. You just don't have time to be on every podcast all day. <laughs> so we're happy that we have you here. If you had to pick one, we're, we're glad that you picked this one. But you were missed on the 11th Hour podcast. Um, but so on Brooks' podcast, the 11th Hour podcast is Brooks' podcast. It's the Fluff World podcast. Uh, and hi, Jaron, by the way, I see you in here. Jaron's been commenting. It's great to see him. Hi, Jaron. The monster. Um, on the 11th hour podcast, there was an interesting moment where Brooke was talking about all the projects, you know, in his ecosystem, because they were introducing the new project, um, Seekers. Party Bear has already launched and is a success. We all know about Fluff World. And, you know, the Fluff community, the whole, the entire Fluff endeavor is really focused on, you know, uh, metaverse utility and web 3.0 and kind of what the next, um, basically what the next stage of technology is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they are very active in kind of like, you know, being, um, uh, proactive in how, you know, how it's built, you know, making sure that it represents kind of the ideals that we all value, you know, of community and transparency and openness and, inclusion and all those things. Um, and so he was talking about what each of these different entities within the fluff world, within the fluff universe are doing, you know, and he said that, you know, fluff, the seekers are bringing like new technology, you know, um, that fluff and the seekers, they, you know, they've like, they're building new technology on top of the blockchain and, you know, it's going to change I mean, it's stuff that I that I don't know enough about to comment on intelligently, but the idea is right that they're doing innovative technological stuff. And he said, party bears, they're changing music, right? The way that the music industry is going to work. Uh, Brooke has, has often said when he gets on his soapbox that, you know, we're going to tear down Spotify. The old models are, are headed for the trash bin. And so I'm thinking, is he go going through these things? Because he never got to drug receipts, but drug receipts is just outside of the ecosystem. Um, we're, you know, we're the trap house down the street on, in the other neighborhood. But as he's going down this list, I'm thinking, well, what is drug receipts changing, right? Because um, it's art, first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, but therein, I think, lies the answer. Because what we are doing is what art has always done, right? It's challenging and provoking and it's changing minds. Um, I think what we are doing more than anything else with our art leading the way is we are changing minds and changing people. 
because all these other things that anyone else is doing, it's the same thing as what's happening in the offline analog real world that we're here in today. Um, we've all, we've acknowledged the global turmoil. Um, that, I mean, the, the list is just endless of the things that, you know, the, the schisms and the, uh, the tumult and the, you know, all, all the uh, acrimony that, that humans can, can get into and are responsible for. But no matter, you can create the perfect DAO, right? You can create the perfect metaverse, but you're always going to be limited by people, right? Any project where humans are a part of it will only be ever be as good as the humans who are involved in it. And we've seen time and time again, again that humans have a, a limitless capacity to just muck things up. Um, and so what we have to offer, and I think the best thing that can be offered is giving people the tools, molding minds, crafting minds so that so that any project that we were a part of uh, can be the best version, the best it can be. Um, it can will not be limited or encumbered by uh, human shortcomings. And listen, we are all riddled with shortcomings. Um, and most of us is through no fault of our own. It's not like we grow, we wake up and we decide, you know, I'm really going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, make a, an irrational argument today. Um, or I'm going to uh, I'm going to um, I'm going to deceive someone today. I'm going to de deceive myself. Most of what happens happens unaware, uh, even to us. Um, we are usually unwitting um, conspirators in kind of in the undoing of otherwise good intentions, um, which is why skepticism and science are so important, and why it is one of the foundational pillars of this project. And so when Brooke talks about what each of these projects have to offer, whether it's technology or changing the music industry, I guess what I'm here to tell you is that what Drug Receipts has to offer is the changing of minds, uh, giving you, each and every one of you, each and every one of us, the tools to be responsible consumers and disseminators of um, communication, of information. Uh, and as we are moving more and uh, as information becomes more and more um, uh, central to kind of human existence, like all the other things are going away. Once we get into the metaverse, right? We're not going to have meat bags anymore. Um, that we're leaving all of that behind. Really, all we have is information. We'll be in, we'll be interacting in uh, in a universe in a space that is made entirely of inter information, and the only manner of interacting with each other will be through information. And so, more than ever, and believe me, it has always been critical. Um, the, the, to, to possess critical thinking skills. The, the, the best that humankind has ever done uh, in the history of humankind has been the result of basically the scientific process, the scientific method. I mean, um, this is not, my intention here is not to denigrate religion, for instance, but, you know, you can go through uh, time and look at all you know all the great uh, landmarks of sort of historical figures when they appear on the scene uh, when great historical uh, um, uh, texts were written and if you if you map that to basically um, say life expectancy rates or infant mortality rates or any or quality of life any of those things there's never any strong correlation between um, religious texts or religious figures and any of those things. But with the scientific revolution, 
and uh, advances in in knowledge and um, science, absolutely, all those things steep curve straight up. Uh, life expectancy, uh, infant mortality, um, quality of life, uh, income levels, poverty, all those things as a result of um, critical thinking. So, yes, it's a long way of saying we have something to offer here, and it starts with art. Art is our way in. That is the spearhead of the message, but the message really matters. Band-Aids make a difference. Gum on the shoe makes a difference. The tied shoelaces. We want your attention. We want to know that you're thinking, and we've got something to share with you that we think is really important. Does this feel a little bit like a cult, Tyler? Because that's what I'm going for. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely say you're getting there, but I mean, that's nothing new. I mean, you know, you've, you've run, you've run several cults throughout your life. I would feel. Senate it's was the only cult Senate in the world where I am, where I'm imploring you do not believe the cult leader. Mm. Figure it out for yourself. What do Use you your believe own in right behind you? What do you believe in? Exactly. Right. Jaron was in that. That's right. He was, I was in that. Okay, so speaking of skepticism and, and Wait, how Arlo. important this project is, what's that? I was a bunny in that. Oh, right. Yes, you were. Yeah, that's funny because the bunny suit, we had, I mean, if you look at the credits for what you believe in, I mean, the, the credits for who everybody who wore that bunny suit is long and illustrious. A lot of, a lot of big names in that bunny yes. suit. Yes. Tyler Shields is one of them. How cool. My daughter's in that movie too. She's just a little baby. That's right. Um, and she's wearing a little onesie and I drew a little... A little with a sharpie, I drew a little bunny on it. Very cute. So all it all comes back to the fluffle, right? <laughs> the prequel. That's right. Um, but yeah, so talking about how in, important skepticism is, um, Dia is also in the chat. I see Dia there. And Dia is, you know, every week we sort of keep nudging Dia further and further along, uh, trying to load her up with more and more responsibility. And I know the meds have blessed Dia with some mod. Uh, permissions. She's got some real mod uh, credentials now in our uh, in our Discord, and I think we're still looking for kind of the perfect special designation because Dia is a one of one, and she needs a one of one designation in our Discord as our as our sort of our skeptical our minister of skepticism. Um, in fact, maybe that was it, but something close to that. You know, we want everything to be kind of minister, we want everything to be kind of branded minister of skepticism is literally a perfect name. I don't know if you're going to get anything better yeah. than that. <laughs> it is pretty good. That's you're right. That, that might be yeah. it. Uh, inoculate your mind, she says, which is exactly what we're trying to do with skepticism. Protect you from yourself and protect you uh, from, from whoever else would deceive you or defraud you. Um, but so, yes, yeah, so Dia is very active uh, in the Discord. And for anyone who is interested in skepticism, we always encourage you, join the Drug Receipts Discord, pop into the Skeptic channel. Mm. Uh, we've got some great hosts in there. Dia is operating as a, she's not just operating as a moderator, she is a med in there. She is one of our, our meds. Um, and I noticed that Stephen, um, gnarly Brutta, he has started, he has finally started to engage and he has been activated as a skeptic. Steven is a long time dear friend of mine. We have many, many long skeptical conversations. And so I'm happy that he is now also sharing Arlo, uh, with, with the skeptic community. Can I, yes. can I ask a couple of questions about the skepticism uh, 
things that I've learned from asking you over the years, but things I think might be interesting for, for people, right? Sure. So number one, you know, you and I have talked about like Occam's razor and certain things like that, but yeah. what is in a 90 second answer, what is the simplest answer of what skepticism is? Skepticism, the simplest answer is it's taking an evidence-based view of knowledge or an evidence-based approach to the world. Mm -hmm. That's it. But skepticism is the application of scientific principles to all areas of inquiry. And so what I find fascinating is like, you're not someone where you will hear something and you just immediately believe it is fact, right? You like to see research on it, but, but you're also open. You don't say like, that's bullshit. Or you also don't say that's what happened. You know, you're, you're very much like, let's take a moment and really understand what the reality is. And is sure is and but again you you say sure to that because to you that's how you exist that's how your brain works. So, what is something that that if somebody didn't understand that and wanted to know kind of or see it a little bit into that world like we talk about Wizard of Oz like you know seeing behind the curtain right? Um, how would somebody do that? Like if somebody wanted to see step one, two, and three of skepticism. What's, what's a way they could do that? Well, there's a couple of ways for sure. I could direct people to our skeptic channel. Dia, as the, as our minister of skepticism, yes. has, she has pinned some messages to the top of the, uh, the skeptic channel and included in that. I mean, so they're basically like resources. It answers your question. Instead of having to sift through the entire thread, the important content is pinned to the top and included in that is the uh, is Carl Sagan's baloney detection kit, which offers basically like whatever it is, nine rules um, that can help guide you through kind of skepticism 101 for for uh, for processing information, for considering considering uh, new information. Mm. Um, but even to to speak a little more uh, about that, Tyler, because a lot of people have been coming to our discord, a lot of new people. We've been exposed to the, uh, the wider fluff community. We've got, uh, um, Neo Tokyo has started sending some people our way. So we've got different communities now that are starting to come into our borders and they see skepticism. They see the skeptic channel and they are curious about it. And I've noticed, you know, there's been some talk about like spirituality and spiritualism, um, even chiropractic, some other things that, I think uh, in a lot of things that I think are are fodder for a lot of good skeptical uh, inquiry and investigation. Um, and you said something, Tyler, that that I think that I think really kind of sets the stage for how these conversations can proceed. Uh, because you're right, I don't, I won't dismiss anything out of hand. Uh, but I also won't accept anything out of hand. I really am um, bound to follow the evidence wherever it yes. may lead. Yes. And in the event that the evidence is is lacking, right? If there's not enough evidence, then I'm happy to withhold my my judgment. I don't have to have an opinion on everything. Right. And but that's um, very rare. 
Well, so this, but right. And it's not, it's not natural. I, I wasn't just, I, I'm not bragging like, oh man, I'm such a cool dude. Like look, look at how, how well I can, you know, mm-hmm. navigate a, a difficult conversation. Yeah. These are literally really all skills and tools that I've had to learn. And I wasn't even able to learn them until after I'd been exposed to them. That's why I say, go to the skeptic channel and look at Carl Sagan's um, baloney detection kit. Bo, you, uh, you just go to, look at our last podcast or look at our last um, every single one of these episodes, we have two hours of conversation and we always include skeptic talk. So if you want, if you want, uh, if you want a uh, primer on it or a primer on it, then check it all out. There's lots of content out there. You, you just reminded me of something too. Do you remember when you were here and we watched the, the fights the last That's time? every time here? I'm there. Which time? Huh? Yeah. So with the cupping, remember all the guys, the, the fighters. Oh God, yes. Out the curse kept, of the cupping. Okay. So they never yeah, won. So caught. Okay, so we we sit down. Arlo, my friend Connor Paolo, and I we sit down. We're watching a fight. First fighter comes out. He's got cupping marks all over his back. Arlo's yeah. like, I'm very skeptical about cupping, right? <laughs> yeah. Literally, he's like very skeptical. Now he doesn't say it doesn't work or it does work or whatever. Yeah. He just says I'm very skeptical about it. And yeah. I made a comment where I said, you know, from my experience, and I watch a lot of fights, yeah. 99% of the time, the guy with the cupping marks loses. Yeah. I make that comment. We yeah. go through the entire night of five fights. Every yeah. single person that had the cupping marks lost. So then, Arlo, this last week, I'm watching a boxing match. Yeah. Connor's texting me. Guy comes out, he's got cupping marks. Connor goes, I'm going to bet against him. <laughs> he goes, yeah. it's the cupping curse. Yeah. Did he win? Guy with the, no, he lost. Guy with the cupping marks lost. Connor won the money. He, he always bet against cupping. Skepticism paid out in Vegas that day. Yeah. And it's amazing how it, how it laid out in the UFC fights that every single fight had one guy that had cupping and one guy that didn't. Yes. And the guy that didn't win every single time. Yeah. And by the way, I, this is something that I don't have a strong opinion on. I remember looking into it years ago when it first started showing up on athletes. And I remember seeing that the evidence was left wanting. Again. Uh, Yeah. I preface this by saying you did not say, Oh, cupping stupid. It doesn't work. You said, I am skeptical about cupping. But then the night your mom's asking what cupping is. It's, it's in the same family. And again, I, 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 I'm not, uh, I'm not the best representative for it, but it's something along the lines of, uh, it seems like it's in the same family of like acupuncture and things like that. Yeah. Uh, basically they take these glass cups. I think they probably, uh, light a flame and then put it to the skin so that the oxygen is sucked out mm-hmm. of the glass yeah. so that the skin goes up into the cup. And then yeah. when you pull it off, you get basically kind of like a blood blister. So you can see mm-hmm. the telltale signs of, cupping because the athletes have these red you know circles mm-hmm. all along their back or wherever yeah. they're getting the treatment um yeah it's 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 like deep tissue massage and, and yeah that's like what jaron that. says yeah um but so and i don't i don't you know there's been many years since then so maybe there's maybe there are good studies on it but i would suspect that cupping uh yes. doesn't perform better than placebo although i don't know how you would even do the placebo for it but uh, but and, it's not to say that there is also, you know, there is some benefit to placebo, right? There is people that get, get, get acupuncture treatment, even if the acupuncture itself 
you know, is not really doing anything. Just people drive some benefit from the, the, the theater of therapy, you know, being in a nice right. room, having someone touch them, all that stuff. Well, Scott Walker made a comment, which is Michael Phelps had the cupping and won the Olympics. But what's interesting is, Scott, we're talking about fighting. Whereas yeah. whenever I watch swimming in any of like the Olympic things, most of the time the people with the cupping win. Well, in, in something like that, in the Olympics, especially in sw swimming, unlike the fighters, they probably all have it. It'd be hard yes. to pick out the, the ones that don't have it. There's Yeah, it's not just one person versus one person. One has it, one doesn't. But by the way, Scott, I am skeptical of the cupping curse. It's a fun anecdote, but yes. It is, I'm, yes. I'm right. Harlow's skeptical of cupping and skeptical of our now cupping curse. The cupping curse was just a fun coincidence because we literally made a comment about it, fight one, and then it just continued. And now because we've said this, the next fight I watch, whoever has the cupping will probably win. Yeah, right. Uh, so Am I Nuts says, LOL, I just had cupping a few hours ago. I'm a skeptic. I have no idea what it did, what it does. I haven't checked my back for marks, but my pain said, try it. I'll get back to you with my thoughts. And Amazing. I suspect that, you're, that you'll get some pain relief. I mean, again, it's sort of this idea, this, the, the, the theater of therapy and the mind is very yes. uh, receptive to this kind of treatment. So things like back pain, things like, you know, mild headaches, things like yeah. joint pain, things that are, you know, that, that kind of come and go, um, I think are very good candidates for that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you did actually, if you actually set up, you know, uh, well-designed um, trials for these things, the, the actual treatments, the, the acupuncture and acupuncture has been very well, uh, uh, um, vetted uh the, the actual techniques really don't make a difference right you, you they and you can use sham needles you can it doesn't matter yeah. where the meridians are it doesn't matter what the chakras are i mean you can go in and have any kind of treatment that's vaguely like uh acupuncture and you'll have the exact same results so right and again you don't have results there's something to that but it's yeah. not necessarily because of the any specifics of the the we're, acupuncture we're also by no means attacking cupping uh, in any way we're just literally saying that this this thing happened to us on this one specific night and i just thought it was such a great example of arlo's skepticism because he Thank just you. said yes. he just said i am skeptical of this he didn't say oh cupping is stupid and he didn't say oh cupping is the best thing ever he just said i am skeptical and then we watched all the fighters lose and then it was funny and you know what there's another good great point kind of that you're making in there tyler that i'd like to highlight also but people who are skeptical, and I'm talking about like skepticism with a capital S, right? Trained like in, in, um, yeah. in logical uh, fallacies and cognitive biases and all these things. And we make every effort to really examine the evidence and follow the evidence. Um, you will, if you do that and you say, I'm skeptical of cupping or I'm skeptical of acupuncture. Uh, and if you say, well, the evidence that I've seen for acupuncture shows that it, it's not really more effective than placebo. Um, people will say, oh, well, you just don't have an open mind or you mm -hmm. won't believe anything. You're, cl you're closed-minded. Um, and it's actually the exact opposite. The fact is, is that I am open to anything. All yeah. that I ask is that you present the evidence or I'm just curious, to, I wanna see what the evidence for it is. I won't just take your word for it and I won't believe it just because I want it to right. be true. In fact, there are many things that I'd like to be true that I, I can't believe because the evidence doesn't support them. 
but I'm obligated to follow the evidence. And so quite the opposite of people who will say, oh, well, I believe this really particular thing. I believe that, you know, that yeah. uh, these these cookies will cure cancer. Um, right. And if you don't believe it, then you're just closed minded. Well, the, right. the fact is I am open to the possibility that they could cure cancer or that, or that they don't. I, my mind is completely open. Yeah. I just want to see what the evidence says. Your mind is closed to the possibility that you might be wrong. Yes. And that's dangerous. Well, it's exactly. it's funny because, you know, I, I've had a lot of friends that have done sound baths over the years. Uh, do you know what sound baths are? You know, I'm sure you know about this, right? You've heard I of these believe things? I do. And I think that my ex-wife even conducts them. Okay. So, you know, I was like, ah, uh, whatever. I never, I never had any interest in going. Right. And then one day one of my friends said, oh, I'm doing, you know, sound bath, whatever. Like, let me, let me try it on you and see, see if you like it. And I said, all right, fine. So he does it to me. And the experience that I had was absolutely incredible. And I saw an entire movie that I later wrote play out in my head while I was having the sound bath. Right. And so I don't know if there's any medical benefits. I don't know if there's any, any scientific benefits. I don't know if there's anything. I just know that whether it's placebo or whether it actually is doing something or whatever, when I did it, I saw an entire movie. And so I had a great experience. Right. And so I think from that side of it is I was skeptical of it. And I tried it and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed it because I don't care what the science is. I don't care if it works or doesn't work or whatever, because it worked for me. Right. And that's where I think the placebo thing comes in, where you could say, well, cupping may actually not do anything to your physical, you know, like to your muscles or whatever, or it may or whatever. But if it gives you the feeling that you need, then it works. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So Tyler, benefit is a benefit, right? That's if right. If you benefit yes. from something, then that is a benefit, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and I think what happens a lot of times is with things like that, sure, there's plenty of benefit. Uh, what happens is sometimes the people that are offering or making the claims will overstate the claims. Mm. So if the person offering the sound bath went on to say something like, well, you know, the, the vibrations of the sound energy will realign your, you know, the toxins in your body mm. so that, you know, it will cure cancer or whatever. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, that's a claim that, right, that you would, it would be right and fair to be skeptical about. But if someone says, you know, if, if you go get a massage, if you go to a sound bath, if you do it, if you, if you do anything that, that you enjoy and you derive some pleasure or some benefit yeah. from, then that, that is benefit in and of itself. And that's sort of not right. controversial. Right. Cupping has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, wow. That's amazing. So, yeah. So maybe this will be I, a candidate for for hey, a going on skeptical here? investigation in the Skeptic Channel. I love it. We can, we can. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And I love cupping uh, says that they relieve uh, lactic acid. And um, and they're curious as to what's going on in here. And again, sir, ma'am, whatever you are, however you identify we are in no way attacking cuffing we just got off on a tangent uh-huh and it is is it is an interesting case study for what the evidence says i i, w- I would like to look into it a little bit yeah tyler you also mentioned occam's razor 
kind of at the beginning here. Yeah. And Occam's razor is something that has also cropped up into the chat recently. Mm. We discussed it at length in the last episode, and I even showed my Occam's razor tattoo. Um, but I saw that it came up again in the skeptic channel. And Occam's razor, I think, is an off misunderstood concept just because of the way it is usually paraphrased as the simplest answer tends to be best. Mm. Uh, I think people get hung up on that. And so I always advocate for just abandoning that definition altogether. Don't even refer to the simplest answer. Uh, the, the sort of the most, um, the, I think the, a better way to think about Occam's razor is in terms of speculation. So the answer that requires the least amount of speculation uh, mm. tends to be better or should be preferred. Yeah. Um, so the less you have to guess, the less you have to make up stuff, the less you have to wonder, um, then, then usually the better the, the answer is. Um, a good, you know, talking about cupping as being a good candidate for um, skeptical inquiry, I think a good candidate for Occam's razor when we're thinking about it and how to apply it would have been something like crop circles, you know? Mm. I think now it's fairly well understood you know, I think that the hoaxers have clearly the aliens. Said that they did yeah, it. They've, they they've described that. in detail how they did it. Yeah, yeah. Like you take, you take boards and rope, and you just keep Which, walking. You know, I saw yeah. I saw a whole thing on the crop circles. Um, on yeah, on the hoaxers. On, uh, yeah, and and it's so yeah. fascinating because the uh, the amount of work and the amount of detail that these people. Yeah. Oh have, yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I mean, it, yeah. it is, it is, and, th and that's the thing. That's why people believe that it's aliens, because who would do this much precise, detailed work in the middle of the night? Like, it's, it's actually yeah. very incredible. And, and like, you know, they've measured some of them and like, they're almost like perfect circles and, yeah. uh, you know, and yeah, they're doing it with rope and, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the wood boards or whatever they use. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's like, it's almost easier for people just to be like, it's aliens because who can do that? Right. You know? And so that's exactly the point. How many times, do we underestimate humans and the human capacity to, for, you know, to be clever, to be right. resourceful, to be ingenious, to be mischievous. Yeah. I mean, it's always humans and it has, you know, it has been demonstrated time and again, what humans are capable of, whether it's, you know, whether it's mischief, whether it's great innovation um, or whether it's just the most uh, inexplicably complicated, you know, work of art in a crop. I, crop I remember when I was a kid and, you know, we would be on tour and uh, this was, you know, there was no Instagram and no texting and nothing like that. So a lot of the times we would play practical jokes on each other. Right. Yeah. And I remember when I realized I was, you know, I was probably like 13 when I did this. And, and you know, at that time it was like, oh, the, the crop circles are done by aliens or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I remember I was I was pranking Rich Cook. And, uh -huh. and I remember uh, I, I, it took me four hours and I waited in the yeah. trunk of a car for four hours just to scare what? him when he, oh my I didn't gosh. realize it was going to be four hours. Right. But, but I'm in yeah. there for four hours. That's waiting. committed to a prank. Tyler. And I was so committed. And I remember yeah. him being like, cause it was, you know, I got in there uh, like around 8 PM and he finally came at midnight 
And I remember him yeah. being like, how long have you been in there? <laughs> and I remember we talked about it. And, and that was when I started to think like, if I would do that just to prank Rich yeah. Cook, yeah. you're telling you, me- You that, got a little bit of a crop circle. Right. Then you. what would people do to make world news back then? You know, like, yeah. oh, the crops are- Of course people would go out in the middle of the night and do that. I scared the- Tyler, what did you do? What did you do in the Trump for four hours? Okay, so this is what's interesting. Again, there was no there was no texting or anything, right? Yeah. So at first, I just started playing songs in my head and seeing how okay. many songs I could get through where I knew every word of the song, right? Yeah. yeah. Then, because I have this thing where I like to see how much I can memorize like a song or a movie or something like that. So then okay. I, I went through an entire movie where I had memorized almost every single word in the movie. Uh, and Do you know what movie? Do you still remember? Yeah. So it was Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and um, cool. which is funny because I just recently bought the Ferrari, which was the one they used. In, it's the same one they used in Beverly Hills oh, Cop yeah. too. No yeah. way. Uh -huh. um, cool. But yeah, it's like, you know, he's like running and then he's like feeling the dirt and it's the whole thing. Idea. And, Bye. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I mean, again, you know, we were kids and we had nothing else to do, right? Uh, we were in like, I think we were in like outside of Woodward in the middle of nowhere. So Tyler, I want to tr take us back to that trunk to 13 year old Tyler before yes. we knew that crop circles were a hoax. Yes. And, but crop circles were certainly a mystery. Yes. And I want to think skeptically and try to apply Occam's razor to this conundrum here. Mm -hmm. We have these intricate patterns made in the, in the, uh, the crop fields mm -hmm. um, in some remote farm in town in England or something. Um, and so we have, we have a couple of theories about how this could be done, right? <laughs> One is we don't know how they do it, but it's got to be humans. Yep. Humans are up to something late at night. They've, I mean, I know that the patterns are intricate um, and I know it's dark and I know that they've been undetected so far, but it's got to be humans. It could be humans, right? Yeah. We know that humans have a capacity for uh, mischief. We know that humans have, are, are, you know, are responsible for incredible feats of engineering yeah. throughout history. Um, so it's certainly something within the possibility, uh, the realm of possibility that a human can do. Or... It could be aliens. Um, aliens could be visiting us from from distant um, galaxies uh, or distant planets, and it's some attempt to communicate with us through the crops. Uh, so when we when we hold up these two uh, competing hypotheses and we apply Occam's razor, which is intended to sort of trim away the fat, we use the razor to trim away the fat. Yeah. Um, do you have an idea for how? Occam's razor, you know, what it has to say about these two competing. Well, ideas. I mean, my Occam's razor was that if I'm willing to wait in a trunk for four hours to scare one person, then there are a lot what of people on the planet people? that are yeah. willing to do a lot of other things to hoax people. Right. That was, that was one of my, you know, easy Occam's razor moments. Um, the so, other, the other thing is my father um, who was a military man who was probably more skeptical about things than even you during my childhood. Um, Good. He was 
uh, yeah, he did not play any of that shit. You would have yeah. to bring him an alien, set it down. He would have to like cut it open himself, mm-hmm. right? Look inside, put it back together, CPR it, wake it up, talk to it, and then he'd be like, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, extraordinary claims require extraordinary yeah. evidence. You're, yeah. I, I admire where your father was coming from. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if we look at the two competing ideas, right? Yeah. And this is the problem with the simplest answer or, or the simplest answer tends to be best. Yeah. Because on the one hand, you have maybe humans are up late at night. Maybe it's an army of humans. Maybe it's one human somehow doing it all by right, him, right, his right. Or herself, um, himself or herself. Um, you know, inter- they've got to have intricate plans. They've got to, you know, how whatever. It's just, it yeah. just seems very hard to well, pull off. Well, or aliens, which we know if they, if they if they're able to traverse, you know, the the space thousands of light years to get yeah. to Earth, yeah. certainly they know how to put crops into a crop. I mean, crop circles into a crop field. Right. So that seems to be the simplest answer, right? It well, makes the most sense. That that's exactly what I was going to say. Right? Is when you when you refer to Occam's razor by the simplest answer. Then the yeah. simplest answer is that an advanced life form is basically coming down, landing, right. doing something, and then, oh, there's just the thing. But, yeah. of course, you know, when you when you really think about it, it's like, first of all, if that were the case, they're not leaving a trace, right? Like, why are they going to only land in crop circles? Right? Or why are they only going to land in crops, right? And why are they going to leave a yeah. trace? And why? So, so, yeah, like, you know, but again when you're a kid and like all of your friends are like, Oh my God, crop circles. Like, cause it's, it comes out on TV and they're all like, it's aliens. And dude, I, I was into it too. My father was like, do not ever agree with those people. <laughs> he was but, like, no. So what Tyler, what you were doing there, you were saying, so why do, if aliens came here, why are they, doing it in crops. Why are they drawing circles yeah, and crops? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, someone, someone in the comments said something like, you know, why are aliens coming all this way to, to mess with our food supply basically. <laughs> um, but, but so that is the problem, right? If you, if you look at it, not from the perspective of which answer it appears to be more simple, but yeah. rather which one requires more speculation. And with the human hypothesis, we know that humans exist. We know what humans are capable of. We know that humans will lay in a car for four hours just to pull off a prank. And we know that humans have built, you know, uh, towering skyscrapers and incredible pure, uh, yeah. and incredible, you know, uh, uh, feats of engineering. Um, so there, you don't have to guess about any of that. We, it all exists it, yes. and that's all sufficient yes. to make crop circles. Absolutely. If aliens did it, you have to ask, well, what are aliens? Right. Where did they come from? What, right. you know, are they, are they, you know, are they, carbon-based beings, right. uh, how, how they mastered the, the physics to travel thousands of light years in a lifetime. Um, and then, yeah, and then all the questions you said, and why are they communicating in crop circles? You know, is that, after traveling all that way, is that the best that way that they, they could think of to, to communicate with us? Surely they've got more advanced yep. means. But anyway, yes. So the answer that requires the least amount of speculation tends to be the best. I agree. Occam's razor. Okay, it's unanimous. We all agree. Well, since we're all in agreement, I think we can wrap this up. <laughs> it's been pretty interesting conversation. Yeah. We went from we went from art and Wizard of Oz 
and um, uh, dye transfer prints to somehow talking about crop circles. But that that is drug receipts for you, right? The most interesting show, the most interesting contact content yes. in the NFT space. <laughs> oh, we've got, sorry, we've got one yeah. more hour left. Uh, our med is telling us, Jesse says we've got one more hour left. So Tyler, you got to stretch it out. Any other, any other stories? <laughs> no, we're just kidding. No, no, no. We're just She's kidding. saying one more hour left on the off. We're just kidding. So I would like to, yeah. I did yeah. promise earlier. I said that yeah, we would so, let, uh, uh, we'd give one more last call opportunity. Yeah. Okay. What's we talk that? crop circles. We talk, we talk crop circles, uh, but I'm sure we can oh, talk yeah. about many no, other things. We'll for save that for the next one. But I did want to give an opportunity to anyone to ask yeah, so questions. We have last call for questions before we wrap up here. So let's scroll through. Tyler, did we? Did you see anything that we missed that looked interesting? Um, no. Let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Humans exist. Pyramids. Yeah, no, I, Jesse's, think I think we wrapped I mean, up so the true. alien. Like, Jesse says so. All. She's like, yes. Stop saying pure pyramids are aliens. It's so dismissive of the advanced societies and civilizations that have always existed. I know it is. It's so true. It's like how you know. It, it's such a taking such shots at like the the history of human civilization, all the amazing things that we've accomplished, and all the different peoples. Right. I mean, yeah, aliens. Okay. So I think we've covered quite a bit. <laughs> well, aliens actually did make the drug receipts. Um, so when I, so uh, this, I went on a, an was... RV trip with my family, with my dad, my sister, her whole family, I took my daughter and we drove across Arizona and New Mexico. Um, but while we were out there, I did a drug receipt and I left it somewhere in the middle of New Mexico or Arizona, wherever we were some restaurant mm. just out on the road. But the theme was uh, a flying saucer beaming up a drug receipt, beaming up, beaming up a, a, the cap character. Because oh. it was just kind of like, you know, that's where we were. In fact, we probably just driven through uh, Roswell. Yeah. That's probably why I did it. So, yeah. So you can look that wow. one up on the, uh, the old Instagram at RxCPPS. That's amazing. Oh. Um, someone asked if there's anywhere... They can see my first photo oh, yeah. that changed my life. Um, let me think about that. I will get that up on Twitter at some point. Um, I don't think it's it's not on my website now or anything, but I'll I'll get that up on Twitter at some point, or maybe we can. You know share what? It and that Discord. reminds me, dude. That reminds me of a lot of things. So my mom sent after the last episode when you and Brooke were on, we shared some photos of Brooke and I, and and we didn't have photos of you. Yes. And so my mom immediately starts sending me some photos, but I, I screwed up. I don't have them repaired. So we're going to have to show, share those next time you're on. Uh, I, I, okay. Yes. yes. Dude, I, I totally I had every intention that. of bringing them up for this episode. I totally forgot until just now. Um, but another uh, thing that I totally forgot, and I think Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, but our auction is wrapping up in one hour. So I'm going to tell you guys about something cool that we're doing that I, I meant to mention actually earlier in the show, uh, but um, drug receipts, we're talking about drug receipts. And I mentioned the one that I left about the aliens, but so drug receipts started as drawings on receipts, right? That's what I did for seven years. I've been drawing, doodling on receipts, leaving them for the servers, leaving them for the wait staff, for the bartenders. Um, and that 
sort of that germ of an idea, that that fledgling little artistic endeavor, that burst of spontaneous creation has blossomed into this project, which you see before you here uh, this evening. That That is the drug receipts project that Tyler, Brooke, and I are collaborating on. But it began as drawing on receipts. And it began as something for that, that only existed for servers. I left it for them, and that was it. Uh, but so it was brought to our attention that there, a, a server, a prominent server, kind of an icon in the, the Dallas area where Jesse and I live, uh, um, has fallen on misfortune. She had a, an epileptic seizure. She fell, broke her nose, uh, broke her shoulder in four places. She was a cocktail bartender, so she cannot do that. She's out of work right now. Um, and she's got the medical bills. She's got therapy. She's got, you know, lost income. So we thought, how cool would it be to give back to the, the industry, which sort of gave birth to drug receipts, give back to a server, um, show our appreciation, and kind of leverage this great community that we built around drug receipts, leverage this kind of this new NFT art space to do something good and to give back to the in real life analog world that begat this whole thing. So what we did is we, Jesse and I went to the bar where uh, Chris Henley, that's her name, her alias is um, Cocktail Betty. Um, we went to the bar. Yeah, so we're looking at pictures of it here. That, so that's Henry's Majestic. That's a bar here in Dallas, really cool bar. And that's Jesse and I downstairs uh, at the bar um, having, I'm having a espresso martini. And uh, Jesse actually, Jesse and I both drew receipts because you can see on the table, I have like the little highlighter markers. I've got a pen and the receipt that you see in the third photo there, that's the photo that actually was drawn at Henry's Majestic on that night. And if you want to see what Jesse drew, she's posted it in the discord form. They'll probably repost it here uh, if you want to check that out. But Jesse is an illustrator also for those of you that those of you that don't know, she's very talented in her own right. And she even incorporated a little cat pill into her illustration. So that's really cute and cool. Um, but so that's the hand-drawn receipt right there. It says not real, not now. Um, and we've made, we scanned it and made a one-of-a-kind, one-of-one NFT that we are auctioning off and all the proceeds will go toward uh, Chris Henley's recovery. Um, someone, because she is such a fixture in the uh, food service industry here in Dallas, they started a, a GoFundMe fundraiser for her. She doesn't know that we're doing this. This was totally spontaneous. We are going to take whatever we can make off of this and give it to her and help get her um, back to health and back serving cocktails. Um, and and a, a really cool thing about that NFT is we are also, along with that, we are selling the 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 actual hand-drawn receipt. So whoever wins that auction will get the NFT and they will also get the hand-drawn receipt. Um, you provide us with a, an address, we will mail you the receipt in a, in a little custom little drug receipts pill bottle. Yes, Tyler. I just have an update about the auction. Yes. We have a new- Hopefully it hasn't closed yet. I hope I'm not too late. We, I think it closes in like one hour. We have a new bid. Great. Of 1.8 ETH. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So, you know, that, listen, every little bit helps, but that is even more than a little bit, right? So we're, we're talking about like almost what, five, $6,000. Yeah. And um, it's from one of my collectors. Oh, amazing. So see there, we're talking about the power of community. Um, 
the, the power of sort of these, this new way of, of connecting uh, this new kind of economy. There's just so many things that are, that are interesting and cool and just so powerful about what's happening here. And the fact that we can use this to give back to the community that really uh, gave, you know, life to this project that, you know, the, 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 was so instrumental kind of in the beginning of drug receipts. This is really cool. Uh, I, I, I couldn't be more excited about, about what we're doing. I'm just so thrilled that, that it sounds like we're going to be able to give her um, some money that I think will really help her recovery effort. Yeah. I mean, 1.8 ETH. We're there. So it bid just doubled. Uh, it just doubled. Oh, what was it at before that? 0.9. No way. Wow. There's okay, fi well, 52 minutes left. That's what I was going to ask. Am I right that there's about one hour left? You, you were you were eight minutes off. Okay, cool. So you, uh, I saw that we put up the link. You can check it out. You can search drug receipts on OpenSea. It's the only result I think that will come up because we haven't minted yet. Um, and follow our Twitter. Uh, you know, all we are always posting content, posting information, more details about things like this and other cool projects that we're doing. Uh, Jesse at the top of the show talked about the art project. So if you haven't had a chance to participate in that or even to check out the art, there's some really, really cool stuff there. I can't wait to just uh, go deep into it. Um, Tyler, I think we're about to wrap it up. Any parting thoughts? Um, someone just said, uh, thank you for sharing your stories. Um, of course this, uh, was amazing. Um, I'm glad that I got to see some things that I'd never seen before. I now have my new favorite piece, uh, which is the whip. Um, I think it's oh, a, man. A, lot I think of that's gonna be a lot of people's favorite piece. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. That's really cool. Um, and thanks then, for the inspiration. Oh. And then also it's just, you know, anybody check out this, um, you know, this thing, there's, there's an hour left. Uh, it's at 1.8 ETH right now. Uh, I think it's an incredible cause, but also, I think there's something interesting, which is this could end up being a very rare piece for someone to have. Um, you know, it is the, 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 the auction piece that we're doing, you know, it, it, is, oh, yeah. it is a very rare piece. It comes with a physical item and, you know, as, as drug receipts grows and gets bigger, I mean, this is truly a, a one-off. So, uh, you know, it goes to a good cause. It's for something great. Um, and it might be very valuable. So I think people should check that out. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. And, and will we get to see, you know, like when, cause this woman has no idea that this is happening. Right. I know we've got to. I know we've <laughs> got to figure out a way to like, it would be really awesome to sort of capture, right. The, the moment when we, right. when we give it, give it to her. Right. Um, but yeah, well, like I said, this is so kind of spontaneous that, that we just have not even set that up yet, but we'll definitely have to figure out a way to do it. Uh, cause I think it'll be really special. Amazing. Um, yeah. And Tyler, you're right. I mean, these are rare, right? Cause unless you're a, a bartender or a, a, a server in Dallas, <laughs> it's kind of hard to get your hands on one of these right. drug receipts, the hand drawn ones. Right. So this is a cool opportunity and it's the very first one of one. Yep. Uh, NFT version of one of these hand-drawn drug receipts. So a nice, a nice compliment to, to all the, uh, the, the 10,000 release that we're going to have um, just kind of building out the, you know, the drug receipts kind of universe. Awesome. Well, Tyler, 
Oh, yeah. I was going to say thank you so much for having me. Took the words right out of my mouth. Thank you for being here. Uh, Tyler, it's been really great listening to your story. Some some excellent personal alpha, as Jesse said, <laughs> that you were dropping on us. So thanks for sharing. Um, we will never look at car trunks or empty closets the same way again. I love that. So, yeah, thanks for that. Um, and to all of you uh, drug snugglers, everyone out there in the snuggle verse, thank you guys for being a part of yet another Stop Questioning Everything episode. Look for us on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. Uh, check out the clips that we posted on our YouTube channel. Uh, smash the like button, I think I'm obligated to say. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you next time. Follow all of our socials. And until next time, uh, this has been Drug Receipts. Stop questioning everything. Good night, you all. Thank you. Thank you.